Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Down the block, Andrew Gunn. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. Tigers reportedly front runners to sign Luai. It's a reported 4.5 million. Again, guys, with these numbers, it's just reported. We don't know. That would be 1.1, around 1.1 per year. Um, you know, usually you land about the within a 100 or 200k mark of, of an offer. It could be a little bit more, could be a little bit less. I would say around the a million dollar mark is probably what Tigers are offering him with maybe some incentives or even like 900 with some incentives. I, I do think it probably does have some incentives in the contract, but let's just say it's around around the million dollar mark. Uh, a four-year deal reportedly. The report uh, for the Panthers extension is 1.7 over two years. So 850K a year. That's the report, guys. Again, not confirmed. Uh, Luai's management have indicated they're looking to take offers over 1.2 million uh, a year and above. Uh, I mean, that's typical negotiation. You're always going to go as overs and then move down. Uh, Greg, Greg Alexander shut down any suggestions of Luai being released early, likening it to Matt Burton's situation for a couple of years ago. Tigers are reportedly looking at shopping uh, David Clemmer. It says David Allen here. I don't know if he plays in a role, but I think I've he's read, mate, I was, I've read yeah. that three times. Oh, going, I, if I, do I say this out loud or am I going to look like an idiot? Like, who is David <laughs> Allen? <laughs> yeah, no, David Clemmer. I'm pretty sure it's David Clemmer. Um, okay, so the, the big news is is that is basically like Tigers look like they're in the front, the box seat. But CEO of the Panthers has come out. This is what, he's, this is what he has been quoted saying. A CEO. I've heard Jerome Luai has had offers of up to $1.4 million, I'm assuming, per year. Whether that's right or wrong, I can't tell you, but it's a lot of money, and if he chooses to take that sort of money, you can't be crook on the bloke. He's playing with us next year, but with the money he's being offered, it makes it difficult for us. The money that Jerome is being offered by the Tigers and some other clubs is ridiculous. We can't compete with that. Look, if Jerome can get massive money like we're hearing, well, well, we're happy for him and we wish him all the best. Obviously, our preference is for Jerome to stay. We'd love him to be here. But if he decides to go, it's not a terrible thing for us. Our offer has been made and we can't budge on that. He has to weigh up the balance between money and success. 
I can understand if Jerome wants to do the best in life and earn the money now that he can. If he gets all that extra money, he will have our blessing to go, but we'd love for Jerome to sign a new deal with us. It's really up to him and his management to decide what's best for him. Either way, whatever decision he makes, Jerome is a lucky boy. Whoa. Um, I'm just really surprised the CEO has come out and, and said this kind of stuff. Um, things like we've heard he's being offered $1.4 million a year. Look, and I don't mean this in a rude way at all, but I don't think Jerome Lewis getting offered $1.4 million a year. Um, Caelan Ponger, I think, is currently on $1.4 million. He's arguably the biggest superstar in the game, you know. Jerome Luai, although incredible, great resume, obviously probably not as good as KP in my opinion. Um, I just, if I am reading this, and this is all assumption, guys, as you always know, could be totally wrong, it seems quite similar to the Stephen Crichton situation. It seems quite similar where the club is positioning itself to the fans going, he's getting these outrageous offers that we can't even get close to, so you can't blame us if he leaves which is understandable. It is the CEO's job to put the club's image in front of everyone else. But it is rough on Jerome because I do think there's a lot more to this story than meets the eye. Um, and I've always stood by, I don't think that he's been offered 850K a year to stay by the Panthers. The, the head coach has come out and said what he said, Ivan Cleary. Now the CEO has come out and said what he said. I think we're seeing the best club, the best in the business, doing what the best clubs usually do, and that's control the narrative. Guru, without all that away, what are your thoughts on the situation? Mate, it's kind of took the words out of my mouth there. Uh, I completely agree. And, you know, you have a look at the Penrith Panthers. You know, even I remember watching a few weeks out from finals, they put out a video that I think had Mick Fanick talking about, you know, how, you know, homegrown talent, all these juniors that have come through, Jerome Luai, Critter, you know, two guys that have come through the Penrith system. They let Stephen Crichton go to another club. And did you hear anyone say, fuck, that's dogged by Penrith? Mm. No, because of the way that they painted the narrative. Yeah. And to me, they're doing it all over again here, mm. once again, you know. And they're even saying things like he's got to choose between money and success. Mm. Like it's blatantly painting a narrative that if Jerome goes, not our fault, yeah. no responsibility on us, which in the salary <coughs> cap era, you got to do what you got to do. Mm. And at the end of the day, you know, as a CEO of the Penrith Panthers, he's worried about the Penrith Panthers and their image. And it's, it works. Yeah. Look at Stephen Crichton. Look at the way that people have reacted. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, Critter was getting called <laughs> greedy and stuff by some 100%, fans. 100%. Yeah. When you know the reality is it was anything but that. He was basically willing to stay for frigging peanuts. Um, and so, as we always said, we understand why the club would do this, if it is the case. Now, maybe the Panthers are being fully transparent here, and, and that's fucking kudos to them. That's incredible if they are. Um, but to say, to basically set the – because the problem is, is to go – if he chooses money, if he leaves, he's choosing money. If he stays, he's choosing success. But that's a black and white answer to a very nuanced conversation. If he stays, is he choosing success and 300 grand to 400, 500 grand a year? Do you know what I mean? Mm. Whereas the, what's been set up is, is he staying for success and 850K a year, or he's deciding, look, I, I need that extra $400,000 and I'm, I don't care about success. If someone, if it was to come out and say, well, he was actually only offered... 500k people would be like well hang on a sec why are you offering Jerome Law 500k Timmy what are your thoughts on the situation yeah so I think there's sort of three different angles you've got to look at this the first one being the price and the value the second one being 
football-wise and the Tigers coming into it, is he the right fit for them football-wise? And the third one being, is he the right fit for the Tigers culturally? We'll get to the latter two soon. We're talking about the, the figures that have been thrown about. I, I'm with you, Kempi. I find it, again, could be wrong, I find it very hard to believe that he's been offered $1.4 million. Well, that, his manager's come out and said they'll take <coughs> 1.2. Yeah. So that doesn't what, make like, sense. What lunatic isn't taking $1.4 million if you offer? Like I'd have signed, sealed, delivered that as quick as I could. So I, I do find that hard to believe. Maybe it has happened. The figure of that 1 to 1.1 mil with the Tigers, you know, everyone will have an opinion on whether that's right or that's wrong, whether that is uh, what he's worth. The fact is that while people sit there and a lot will say he played second fiddle to Nathan Cleary in this gun Penrith team for years and years, but the man has results on the board. He has three premierships as a starting 5'8 in the NRL as a rookie half or relatively rookie half. He has a state of origin series win. He has, he took Samoa to a World Cup final playing as a number seven, as an, more of an organiser than a, a given 5'8". So, look, that's up to the club if they want to pay him that one to $1.1 million figure. But he can't have done too much more to this point in this the modern salary cap era where the value is going up and up and up. And, you know, 1.1 nowadays was the 800k of yesteryear, five years ago. So... You know, who's to say that Jerome, what he's done, isn't worth that one to one point one million? And, and a key, a key part of this whole discussion is, you don't get to save money from yesteryear, yes, like last year. Mm. You don't get to go, oh, we don't really think he's worth a million, so we're not going to pay him that. And so, in two years' time, we're going to have a million dollars from our cap from two years ago and get an even bigger player. You've got to spend the money. And so, the balance of your cap, you go, okay, are we a better side with Jerome Luai? They absolutely Caesar at seven, Luai at six. It's decent. It's mm. decent. Buller at the back, Appy at, at nine, you know, that's decent. Then you've got Bud Sullivan who could move into that seven role eventually maybe or Jerome or whatever. So the thing is, is that the money has to be spent. So that's another market pressure that people don't give credit for. I think as well, like, you know, the big chat is he's not worth that. <clears throat> You're worth whatever someone's willing to pay you, mm. especially as a, as a ball player. Mm. Like there's not many of them around. Like if they, like for, for me right now, it's what Tom did and Jerome Luai. If you're in the market for a ball player, it's those two or who else? Ezra Mann, but I don't think he's going to go anywhere. Sorry, I'm taking Ezra. I, I don't think he's going yeah, anywhere. Yeah. I agree, yeah. So, but it's those two. Yeah, it really is. Like, And, you know, just, just to add, add on to the list of what Tim said, I've brought I've spoken about it before. Like, you know, he won a Toyota Cup without Nath. Mm. He won a New South Wales Cup without Nath. And he's come in and just about won everything he possibly could. Mm. Like, there's not much more Jerome Law I could have done. <clears throat> yeah, and, I, and again, you look at this – the Tigers with him at six is a much better side. You look at their spine, who's on a million dollars in that spine? Like no one's even close to it. Yeah. So it's like that'd almost be, that'd almost be bad. Look, it, let's, let's assume he brings good culture, good everything, which we can assume he can because he's been a part of Penrith. Then that'd almost be silly to not spend that money on a key position when they've got those other three or four locked down. Um, he's also played with Happy Coruscant, had success with him. Big, absolutely, big thing. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Okay, so look, the, I just think the Penrith Panthers are doing what's best for the Penrith Panthers and it's to paint a narrative that we offered him a really good wicket and he just got offered a crazy wicket somewhere else. Understandable. I don't think that's what happened. If I had to you know, bet on it, I think he's been offered serious, serious unders um, and I think that the Penrith Panthers, with the way their cap is, would be squeezed to death right now, is basically going, look, we're just not going to be able to keep him. We're not going to be able to keep him. We've got Nathan Cleary on, you know, decent coin. We've got all these boys re-signed. So let's paint this picture where we have offered him what we think his value is. 
Because, like, again, 850 to stay in that side. Do, do you think they're sitting yeah. there going, <clears throat> they've got this somewhat of a clone in Dane Laurie who they've just brought back for what he'd be on 200, 250? Probably minimum. Fuck. Like, struggle to play at the yeah. Tigers. And the back end of the season when he got that starting gig for the Tigers was outstanding, Dane Laurie. Do you think they're just sitting there going, like, of course we want Jerome, and Jerome Luai is obviously a better player than Dane Laurie. But they go, all right, we can pay Jerome 900k or whatever it might be, or we've got a bloke who can come in at 200k, and he won't be as good as Jerome Luai, but we can free up 700k in our cap. Yeah, no, for sure. And even when they signed Laurie, we spoke about it, say, is this kind of like, is this um, future-proofing if they do lose Luai? Because the good thing about Laurie is they've still got Luai for another whole year. They play Laurie down in uh, New South Wales Cup at six. It also may be in how they got Laurie from the Tigers to the Penrith Panthers by saying, listen, if you bide your time in New South Wales Cup for a year, you've already been playing there most year anyway, there's an opportunity to win that six jersey if Luai does decide to move on. <clears throat> so, yeah, I think that Panthers fans, although it's going to get painted that he went purely money-hungry, that's the only reason, I think there is more to this story. And I think that if Jerome Luai was offered decent coin from the Panthers... Not even, not even what his market. I just think a decent offer. I think he would stay. I honestly do. And you know what? I, I think you know when I have a look at this situation, I think the Penrith Panthers, they're nailing it. This is they, they've got to take care of the Penrith Panthers. And it sucks though because as a player, you're sitting there going, "This isn't true." Oh, you know, for sure, it's all, it's awful. Yeah. But if you're the Penrith Panthers oh, trying sure. to take care of the Penrith Panthers, I get it. Yeah, it's it shit. Sucks. But it's and you know if if I'm the Penrith Panthers, I'm looking around going, "Okay, we've got Nath Cleary. Would you say they've got probably the best value hooker in the game?" Oh, I need a easy. Yep, easy. I'd say they got the best value f- fullback in the game. Yeah, probably sign a new contract, but probably around there. Yeah, yeah. And then you've got Nath Cleary at halfback. I mean, Jerome's a fantastic player. He's played a huge role in the last few years. But I think they can win it. You know, as you you said, Dane Laurie. Like I think they could win a comp with Brad Schneider at five eight there, fitting mm. into that side. Who's yeah. the other guy there? Like you look back to what Joey did in one. You know, they made the decision years before that to let go of Matt Johns. Sean Rudder was the five eight. <coughs> Managed to win at comp when you've got a talent like that at halfback, who you know I, I think Nate, his confidence would be higher than it ever has been off the back of that grand final. Mm. Makes sense. Oh, absolutely makes sense. And like you look at the critter situation, even though I do think they're going to miss critter a, a bit more than they thought they would. They got so many young outside backs coming through right. the ranks. It's like Taylor May comes straight back straight in. Straight in, you forget like, how good Taylor May was. Yeah, and you, and you win three comps in a row for the most dominant seasons you'll ever see. Uh, you're going to lose people. It's yeah. just that's the way it works. Play, everyone that plays in that premiership winning team, their value skyrockets. Like you can't hold everyone. The, yeah. the, tough, the tough thing as a player though is that, and I don't know if this happened in the Y situation, is that when they need you to sign for unders, they talk about loyalty, honesty, integrity, anything for the boys, anything for the club. So you sign for less money. And then when it's time for them to repay you, all of a sudden it's – Oh, it's a business. It's just a business, mate. And it's like, as a player, you're like, fire out. Like, oh, okay, it's just a business. But when you needed something from me, it's more than a business. But when I need something from you, it's, it's just a business. That's, that's the tough thing from a player's perspective. You'd almost, from a player's perspective, you'd rather them just come out and go, guys, Jerome Law, I can get way more money. We believe that we can move forward without him. We are so appreciative of what he's done at the club, but... Um, we're just not going to offer him anywhere near what he's worth, and so we're going to move on. Yeah, I just as a player, you would appreciate that more. Yeah, for sure, and yeah, I, I, I agree with that completely. But there is the other <laughs> side of the coin now that you know, because he did take unders for those couple of years. They had a team that could win three comps. That's why he's going to get a one point something sort of deal. 
somewhere else because of what he achieved at the Penrith Panthers. Yeah, but uh, then all the other players in the squad that didn't take the unders, you're the one, you know what I mean? You sacrificed. Oh, for sure. Else. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. You're talking about an individual mm. thing, and and so it's easy for, it's easy to sit there and go, oh, well, you you took those unders, which made us help win the comp. But when it was time for everyone to upgraded, you didn't say when you needed me to be loyal, you didn't say, oh, we, you can be less loyal than him because we're going to pay him what he deserves in four or five years. You expected the same loyalty as Cleary did or whatever, and yet Cleary got rewarded and I didn't. Now, obviously, Cleary is the better player, but that is, that is the and tough thing. And it's a shit reality. It's just the reality, it's, unfortunately. It sucks, they, yeah. they have all these great, like, you know, pathways programs and, like, to help particularly the young players when they come into the grade and, that you know, 18, 19, 20 years old, to help them through the NRL and professional sport and growing up. And it's great the way the clubs do it and the NRL do it, but the first thing they should be teaching them, probably the NRL because the clubs aren't going to do it, <clears> is... Rugby league is a business and will always be a business. Never forget that, no matter how much anyone loves you. I loved, I don't know if either of you have watched the, the Beckham doco, yeah. but with the Beckham with Sir Alex Ferguson, who's just like the pit-up man of like managerial world sport. And Bex, we brought down like 12 years old over everyone's from his like little family and all that and brought him down. I was back to his father figure. The second he didn't want him, he's just like, yeah. He, he was quoted saying like, you know, sport is a business, da-da. Then basically wasn't a place for Bex. And Bex who's like, my dad's basically just throwing me out. Yeah, yeah. Like sport is business, and it was and it was all it was just like that. Boom, yeah, just straight away. See you later. So that's that's where I do think that some that individual person, human being of Jerome Luai gets mm. lost in the noise of oh, you know, it's rugby league, it's a business. Like you think, imagine being critter, for example. You know, basically made out that it was purely for the money. When you know more about the situation, you find out well he was barely offered it really anything um you know or let's just say there was more to the story let's say there was more to the story and then you got to read all these comments about how you're money hungry how you're not loyal and you're like it's it's actually the opposite yeah the critter could have wanted to be loyal you know so i don't know um but as we've said guys this is the ceo's job like in his job it's not his job isn't you know uh stay loyal to everyone his job is make penrith panthers the most dominant club we've ever seen and he's succeeding incredibly well oh for sure and you know if we get to you know in two years time and they're winning their fifth premiership in a row with dane laurie at 5-8 mm. it's going to say shit about stroke. this yeah exactly it's, right. it's a master stroke it's yeah. a it's it's good business but as i said good business you just can't forget about the human side um and what the boys and, and people will sit there and go oh well they get all this money and it's still tough like i tell you what those 17 panther boys they didn't get paid any more else than any other clubs they just believed more and played more. And what, what gives you – what makes Penrith great? <clears throat> Do they have any other systems that are different from other clubs? No. What makes them great is they buy into the system. And that buy-in, it can't be bought with money. It can't be bought with money. And so, yeah, it, it, it's tough for Critter and Jerome having been – and Spencer Lena as well, I'm sure. Well, that's – like, I was just thinking the other day, like we had uh, um, Appy in here the other day, and you know, Appy had bounced around four or five clubs, whereas these guys are – Penrith boys oh through and through, which makes it so much tougher. Well, I mean, you could argue this core of Critter, Luai, Lenu, Lenu is like they are the reason for this difference now in Penrith because that core of boys being from the area, like what's what was the, the turning point? It was the turning point was Penrith Panthers embracing being from the area. Like that. So you could argue that, and, and look, I'm not saying that there weren't other factors like Ivan Cleary's incredible coaching, incredible systems, incredible resources, juniors. I'm not saying that at all. But one key ingredient was them fully embracing we are from the area. And those boys brought that through. For sure. But I mean, like, you, you look at all those, and I, I'm just being 
devil's advocate here, like all those guys got their opportunity because the Panthers made hard decisions previously, letting go of Josh Mansell, letting go of James Tarmo, you know, let it make the decision to let Matt Burton, James Maloney go. It's how all these guys come through. It's, I agree with you. Like the personal side of it's fucked, but it is just the reality of the salary cap, isn't it? Like, yeah. Yeah. Look, I think. Yeah, it's it's hard to say to play. Oh, well, you got this opportunity because we treated someone else. You know, we we brushed someone else, so now it's your turn to get brushed. Like, I think that's a hard. It's it doesn't it doesn't make it right. You know, I'm not saying it's right, yeah. but it's the reality of it. Yeah, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like, we have to remember the human side of it. Like, it is the reality of it, but the reality is is rough. It's unfair. It's yeah, it's, it's not the truth. Yeah. It's 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 using young men's loyalty um, for your gain, and then when it doesn't suit your gain, you and look. Like, we don't know what's happened out there. And, and it's not to say that every relationship ends like this. It's just to say that certain times when there's salary cap pressure, the club's got an uh, got a, um, obligation to put the club first. Um, it sucks. It is the reality. And that's why I guess in these situations, you've just got to weigh up. Because the Penrith Panthers, they are in the, the, a really unique position of like, we can almost guarantee a premiership. Mm-hmm. Whereas a lot of other clubs can't do that. So... For, for every Jerome Lua that comes through and goes, well, I signed for unders, so I got to win these premierships, there's about 100 other players that signed for unders and their team still went shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, I didn't even get the benefit of signing unders and I got brushed. Um, and that's like, as Tim said before, that, you know, the, you know, the clubs won't do it. The NRL needs to try and make these guys aware. It's a business. business. Like, like you, you got all these managers that are telling the players that, but, you know, like you look at these Penrith boys, they just love that club so mm. much. <clears throat> Like, I, I look at that Stephen Crichton situation. You could just tell how much he loves Penrith. Yeah. That, that's the one thing that, though, that, like, I think the issue isn't the ruthless nature of it. I don't think players have an issue with that at all. No, actually, I know they don't. It's just the dishonesty. Mm. When it all comes – when everything comes to the crunch, instead of just being honest with the fans so that they know what really happened, that's what hurts the boys the most. I think the boys would rather the, the club just go, this is exactly what happened, this is how we feel – but the club, from their perspective, go. How, how can we do that? Then we've got to deal with a fucking uproar from our fans, and we're devaluing the. That's not my. It's not my obligation. My obligation is to make the Penrith brand as big as possible. Yeah. How boys do we see him slotting in at the Tigers? I suppose um, from the two perspectives, footballing wise, he goes in there. You've got you know he, he's he's a five eight really, Jerome Luai. Uh, maybe he can play number seven, but you've got Adam Dewey there, who's obviously come back from an ACL injury this season. He will, I assume, probably want to come back at 5'8". You've got Aiden Season there, a veteran there who will probably play as the seven. His game management's okay. I think Caesar at his best is a ball running 5'8". He's a pretty big body, a solid unit. How does he slot in there? And again, you've just spoken about how Jerome Luai is the Penrith Panthers and the culture and all that. How does he fit in culturally at the West Tigers? Very different scenery, very different playing group. Mm. What do you reckon? Yeah, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. Um, I think that you'd probably put Caesar at seven. Um, I think if you're Bud Sullivan, you'd be like, oh, my God. I left my contract early, and I probably would mm. be playing first grade at the Dragons now. Like, you're all of a sudden looking at the Tigers going, have they got the best depth for halves in the NRL? <laughs> it's fucking bizarre. Because then they got Bainu as well. Yeah, they got Young, got Bud. Like, they've got heaps of guys there. Um, yeah, I think you go Caesar seven. You know, he did, I know he, he, I actually see him more as a seven. Um, he did lead Raiders to a grand final. Now... Maybe that was just a, I don't know, you'd probably know more about this, Timmy, but maybe that was just a, a really good year. Um, but for what the Tigers need right now, I think he'd be the best seven for him. With Luai being a very dominant six, mm. that kind of says, Caesar, get me where I need to be, and then I'll attack. 
Yeah, I'm interested to hear you say that. I've always just thought out and out seven mm. the last few years. What, what, what makes you say that? I've just watched a lot of him, and I think he's a great footballer, Aiden Caesar, and I think he's, I just think his game management's okay. He hadn't, for a lot of time, had the ability to close out a game very well, particularly with his kicking game. Mm. There were a lot of games through that period, the last 20-odd minutes, where just the, could, the Raiders could not close out games, mm. could not do it. Uh, and he is a big, strong body. He's a big, strong ball runner. He's shown that he can manage a side, and I think he can do it at the Tigers. Mm. But I don't think he's just this lock and load, number seven, get you around the park game manager that we think he is. Mm. Mm. Do you think <clears> – <throat> well, of course, he could have learned it over in Super League. He's a bit older now, 30-plus 30, 30 years old. Mm. He amazing. definitely could could be there and yeah. do a great job. I, I think he'll come in and do a decent job. Mm. Um, but if they sign Jerome Luai and he's going to partner him, he has to be that game manager. Yeah, That's sure. the thing. For sure. Uh, yeah. Really, uh, look, the thing is, is that you can understand where the club are coming from. You can feel for Jerome Luai, but then you can go, look, that initial where you go, okay, I definitely feel for Jerome Luai, for sure. I mean, I've, I've shown that today. But at the end of the day, that's life and you're still getting paid a lot of money. You know, so you, know, that in, you get that initial like, damn, that sucks that this has happened. Mm. But the positive is... You're going to get paid a lot of money regardless of where you land. And you know what? Individually, selfishly, what an opportunity for Jerome Luai to prove what he can do. And that's the other thing as well. Jerome Luai deserves that big contract. Mm. Like there's no denying that whatsoever. People might not like him or whatever, but there's no denying he he deserves that contract 100%. What more could he do to deserve that contract? And if you want to pretend like, oh, anyone could just – slot into that six role and, and do what he did. It's like, because like the, now everyone's favourite go-to with Jerome Luai is, oh, look at the grand final. Um, Colga come on and, you know, killed it. Therefore, they don't need him. It's like, bro. It's fundamentally such a stupid argument. Like, if you understand rugby league, you understand that what Cogger did is not the role they ever asked Jerome Luai to do. Never. And also, you know, Cogger came on in the 20 minutes, the last 20 minutes or 30 minutes or whatever, when the Broncos were gassed. Yeah. So we don't know whether, like, could Cogger have done that at the start of the game? Maybe, maybe not. What we do know is Luai has won three premierships. Like, what, what more could this guy do to go, he's a, he's a very good six? Isn't it funny off the back of that grand final, I see so many people saying, oh, you know, Cogger has to be the 5'8 Newcastle. I'm like, you wouldn't have said that before the grand final. Yeah. And the role that he played in the grand final was nothing like it's a 5'8". It was a 7. Yeah. It was it was exactly what Hastings does every single week. And now he has, like, it just doesn't line up. Quick, and, like, we're the biggest fans of Cogger's performance. I don't think they win the grand final if he doesn't come on. Yeah. But, like, 20 minutes of footy and then, like, all of a sudden it's like, okay, Luai's last three or four years, everything he's done is just, like, like fuck, Like, if I'm Michael Maguire, I'm almost looking at that going, should Nath play 5'8 next year? Well, I, that's what I mean. Look, I don't want to jump the gun. But I think that there is an argument that you play Cleary at seven at club, but you consider, I don't know if it's the right answer, you consider him at six. I don't think it's crazy. To give him that space to do what he needs to do. You almost do a more of a hybrid role that only a superstar Nathan Cleary can do. Like, you can still manage the game, but they got him playing both sides of the ruck in the back end of the year, didn't they? Mm. They, they, He was so... Just getting a bit wider. He's so glued to that right edge, you know, playing in tight... But the back end of the year, and you saw like all these great coaches, you know, you can have um, periods of extended success, but people will cotton on to your game, there's all this, and you have to chop and change them. And then Nathan Cleary, the back end of this season, going into the final, started sweeping to the left side, where he did a lot of his damage in that last 20 minutes of the grand final. So it's, you know, he's still your number seven, he's still your main man, your organiser, he's still your number one kicker, but as you said, Camby, you just, 
Third, fourth tackle, you get him playing a bit wider and he plays both sides of the rock. Well, when Jerome Lawai went down injured, Cleary averaged more than 150 metre run metres a game, I'm pretty sure. So like, if that doesn't show you that he's adding these dimensions to his game, and I, like, I think he goes out with a seven jersey on his back. You, you, want to do, you, don't, you don't want to name it six because it's almost given away the plan. But I just think if you want him, because like, what's the, the whole narrative is like, we need to, him to have these big moments. All right you've got to give him the opportunity to have these big moments. Like he's not a seven like Joey, he's a structured seven, but if you move him a bit wider and give him opportunities to have these match winning moments, he's proven he can do what he did in the grand final. I think there's something to that where I think New South Wales, looking back on it very, and this is hindsight talking, no one could have picked this up when it was all happening. But looking back on it, I think New South Wales were so zoned in on like Cleary's team, Cleary direction. They didn't stop to think he's an attacking weapon. Like, mm. Why, why don't we create plays that give him the tip of the spear rather than him always being the friggin' handle? Uh, anyway, we said we weren't going to talk about Origin. <laughs> we got there. We got there. I'll, I'll take it off Origin quickly for us. If Luai does lob at the Tigers, what's it mean for Adam Dewey? I think he's a centre regardless. Yeah, I think he's a centre now too. Does I'd, he think that? <clears throat> I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Because um, it, was, it was my understanding Maybe a few ACLs and all that And that his poor injury runs Changed his mind a bit But he, he came out and said That he, like, he wanted to be a 5'8", didn't he? Yep Pretty sure Yeah It's tough though Because he's not going to be there Until halfway through the mm, season yeah. Or something So And there well, were whispers That other clubs were interested Yeah So Yeah I, I think he's a centre I think he's always been a centre I think that You know Maybe he wanted to be 5'8 Because during that time Like getting the ball as a centre Is like during the time he was playing with the Tigers. Yep. But they've got a way better roster now. So maybe he'll enjoy that centre position because he'll like get good ball. He's an interesting footballer, dude. Like I, I personally think he's just a better footballer than he is any specific position. Yeah. He's, sort he's of, a bloody good footy player. He's a great so footy player. Good, yeah. Yeah. Like he's almost, uh, probably not, not not at the same level, but he almost reminds me of Jack a little bit. Mm. That, you know, we're going to be Very similar frame. Very, yeah, we're going to be sitting here round one thinking, okay, he can play 5'8", centre, second row at a high click. He'll be great wherever he is. Mm. And it's all good and well when you're in a good footy side, but when you're in a team like the Tigers that are struggling, it can be tough. Yeah, and you get forced into key positions when yep. you probably shouldn't be forced into that key position. I, I think he's a centre, out and out centre. I really tell do. you what, Buller at one, Luai at six, Caesar or Sullivan um, or Finu at, at uh, in the halves with him, Appy at nine, and then Dewey out at centre. It's not a bad looking side, is it? With that forward the, pack, mate. The Tigers side Jeez. is not looking bad. It real even without Luai, if he doesn't come. I don't think it's looking that bad. I really don't. If you had like all the squads on paper with no context of last year, I, I think you would almost have that squad as a top eight side. You nearly would. Or, or like a... What's wrong with it? Oh, like that's a, fair. Where's oh, the issue? A seven to ten side. So, you know yeah. what I mean? Like like somewhere that you could be fighting for the eight. You yeah. really could. Your outside backs are a little bit light, but like when you've got a young superstar at fullback... And, and that's what I was thinking about with the outside backs, like where they are a little bit light and there's plenty of talent in the outside backs of the ties, but no one seems to be able to put it together if you just plug a hole with Dewey at centre. And like, I'm an advocate for Dewey at, say, 5'8", or a, you know, somewhere and get his hands on the ball a little bit more, but what the Tigers need, particularly if they get Luai, is... Geez, he could plug a hole out yeah. wide, couldn't he? Oh, for sure. And when the Tigers were, you know, didn't have all these names, play him at 5'8", for, sure. for sure. You've got nothing else. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. now you do. Oh, yeah, I, I, I'd have him at centre as well. Um, anyway, back to the Jerome situation. <coughs> Look, I think he's gone. I think with the CEO coming out saying this, I think Ivan Cleary, with the post that Luai's made, I don't think we see him in 2025. 25. Well, they've said that they won't, they won't release him in 2024. Um, 
And they did that with Matty Burton. They held strong. And they're ruthless. They want to win another premiership. And uh, I think he's gone. I think he's gone. And as much, you know, without taking anything away from their last <laughs> three premierships, like this one coming is a big one. To do it without Critter and to get, you know, they've been chasing that Parramatta three-peat for so long. Like if they get the fourth, it's over. <laughs> like you can tell me Dragons that played, you know, that it, it was unlimited tackles back then. Like this, if the Panthers win it 2024, I think that makes them... I don't think you can even argue as yeah. the best team we've seen. Like maybe right now you could argue. I, I think they're the best team ever. Like, so, so do I. Yeah, yeah. But if they get that fourth and they're on top of that Parramatta side, what can you say? Yeah, what can you say? Yeah. Um, yeah. And like, have you ever seen a player sign with a club when the CEO has come out and said something like this? Like, because now it's like everyone knows he stayed for unders. Well, you never really hear that. The player going, oh, yeah, I'll just stay for unders. It, it seems like the writing's on the wall. Happy's um, a big plus too, as Tim said, I think. Sorry? Having, like ha- having Happy there. <clears throat> so, same as, you know, Critter going to the Bulldogs. Like if Seraldo's not the coach, does he end up there? Yeah, probably Because not. I reckon I reckon Appy would be hard to play with for, for a half or a fight who had never played with him before. Yeah. I think Luai would be particularly hard to play with for a hooker, but they've done it and they know each they other's know, game. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, look, I'm, I'm happy. Like, so, yeah, I mean, the Panthers are an incredible sport. They're handling it exactly the way you'd want, you know, your club to handle it if you're – just focused on the club being the best it can be. Um, and I'm happy at the very least drone law is getting paid. Yeah. You know, and there's, yeah. As Tim said before, you know, the other side of it, the, the, the cultural side of things, that's what I worry about mm. is this club that seemingly can't get their shit together ever is signing the most rightly or wrongly, the most controversial player in the game, just about, mm. are they going to be able to handle that? That's my huge worry. You know, it's, you know, what's weird about it is like, Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. They're so unpredictable and they make no sense in the decisions they make. Part of me thinks that this fucking bad boy, quotation marks, Hate most hated guy might just be the guy to just go, you know what? We hate everyone, we hate you, and we're just going to do something good. It feels like there will be no middle ground. It oh, will yeah, be yeah, a huge success or a fucking disaster. Yeah. Well, it, it'll be a disaster because if he just plays okay, he will be annihilated. Yeah, you know, you were you were just clear he's second in charge, and the Penrith's like it'll be. And the the pen, uh, the West Tigers can't help but get in the headlines by doing interviews, yeah. so they'll respond to it, and then it'll just be the bit like. The amount of papers Luai playing poorly at the Tigers will sell will be a joke. Yeah, it'll be ridiculous. Like yeah. It will just print after print after print after print. And when he does get some bad press or whatever, you know who else won't be able to control themselves? Jerome. Because Jerome has grown up going, well, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you how it is and then I'll go and win. And he's not going to change that attitude. Yeah. Why would he? Yeah. It's going to be, I mean, the rugby league uh, theme park content Oh, it's unreal. I the can't wait. Content theme park is going to be absolutely yeah. bonkers if he lands yep. at the Tigers. Um, the, the one thing I do hope, though, and I know this sounds a bit silly saying, but I just hope the Tigers, Tigers create a good environment for him to flourish, and I hope that the Tigers create a good environment for Benji to flourish because even if he does go and goes and played poorly, yeah, for sure, you can point to him and go, you played poorly, but 
a lot of players go to the Tigers and play poorly. Like yep. the, the environment needs to be good for these players to play well. So let's hope that that Wouldn't happens. Wouldn't you love to see Luai go to the Tigers, take control of them, <laughs> throw all this rubbish in the bin about he needs Cleary or he needs Penrith and just kill it and take the Tigers him to finals football. Even a finals so footy. Cool. If he takes them to finals footy, there'll still be people trying to make excuses yeah, as to why I did it. Yeah. If he takes them to finals footy, it'll be one of the most universally bitter pills a lot of people have to swallow. Hey, he, he could win a Clyde and a premiership next year and people go, happy carried. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he got bent. Like that. I, I just hope that the West Tigers and Suits upstairs, just get the fuck out of Benji's way. Just get out of his way. Let him do his thing. Just for 12 months, just shut up and mm. just let him do his thing. And also, just stop doing interviews, please. Just shut up. You don't have to say anything. Please. Look, I, like, from a content fiend perspective, I'm a pig. I'm an absolute pig guru. Yeah. I love it. I just consume it. I just keep consuming it. I love the fact that there's an interview every week from the Tigers. Do you remember that interview that Pilatus did? <laughs> Neither do I. You don't have to say anything. Oh, man. So, yeah, I hope they just take a massive backward step, let Benji be the head of all that. And just give them the opportunity to be what they can be. So, so, yeah. so, same as Brian Fletcher at the Panthers. Like, you only hear from him when you need to hear from him, when there is a point to get across. Exactly. There's a, there's a tactical reason yep. why they're coming out and doing interviews. Not for the sake of talking. Not because it's it's the club needs a certain thing to be done. So the CEO goes out, he creates that thing, he steps right back. It's it's like Penrith Panthers. They come off uh, like Ivan Clear, for example, comes off a bit. Um, blase to a degree like he's very chill and speaks very you know chill like that in press conferences the guy's a friggin borderline genius yeah. like he doesn't say things just to say them and it's the same with the you don't you're the CEO of the most successful club arguably ever you don't get to that position without being super smart and just saying off the cuff remarks everything is calculated everything is for the benefit of the club um, as I, I've, I've recommended before go and watch Ivan Cleary's uh, acceptance speech at the Penrith Panthers Award and tell me that isn't a super intelligent, super competitive, like super competitive, um, ruthless head coach that is there to win and win every game he possibly plays in every scenario he plays, which again, it's what you want leading a club. That was almost my favourite 20 minutes of rugby league this it's year. Just, it was just him with the, with the shackles off his shoulders going, you know what, three premierships now, no one else has done it in the modern era. I'm going to say what I think. I can say whatever I want. You can't do shit. Oh, man. And just the way – I just – I laughed so much when people la- – when he was like, oh, we lost the 2020 grand final against Melbourne Storm. And there was like a giggle from the audience. And he was like, why are you laughing? It's <laughs> like, this guy's just won three premierships and he's still stinging from losing to Cameron Smith in the grand final. And you can see every time they play Melbourne. Mate, Jerome Law is going to go to the West Tigers. He's still going to be filthy every time he plays Melbourne. 100%. Um, it's a crazy, I mean, incredible organisation out there. I, it is scary to think, and I've said it so many times before, imagine the storm set up in the heart of rugby league. We may be witnessing that right now. This, one of the best setups in Australian sport in the heart of rugby league. It's almost, it's almost an impossible combo. It's almost an impossible combo. Dubbo. I mean, hey? Dubbo. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like what Brisbane had for many years, early, you know, early 2000s. A really well-run club in the heart, like one of the heartlands of rugby league. And look what happened. Um, scary times. But as I said, the good thing is Jerome gets paid. Panthers, they're going to be dominant. Uh, there's, always, there's a positive for everyone.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.